0: Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio today, I have two folks in here from the Juno Chamber of Commerce. First, I have Maggie McMillan, the Executive Director and President-Elect Laura, M- I don't think I actually got how to pronounce your last name. McDonald. McDonald. Ooh, okay. That's not what I had written down, but that's on me. <laughs> how are you both doing today?
1: great fantastic thank you it's not snowing anymore
0: (laughs) that's true now Laura I'm actually gonna ask you to pull that mic closer to you because I can't hear you too well how's that that's better there we go that's better now I can adjust the levels more efficiently is that
2: the first time someone's called you a soft talker
1: yes (laughs) absolutely well I can tell you that it was
0: entirely because of mic distance but (laughs) sounds like you're both doing well today I got a couple of things I want to talk to you today but first let's open with obviously the big topic in town cruise tourism obviously we had our first cruise ship the other day we've had more since then how's it looking over there
1: so exciting for those of us well any of us actually that are interested in the local economy this is a huge time of year when we start to welcome our cruise passengers back we've had two cruise ships so far and it's been super fun to see all those fresh new faces downtown but even more exciting is that recently the city borough of juno and CLIA Um, They just announced that they have signed an MOA with all of the major cruise lines that call on the Port of Juneau. To have a five ship limit in Juneau and that's a really big deal I feel like no one's talking about it because we're all so busy getting ready for the season but I've been in tourism for 24 years now this is something we've been talking about for as long as I've been around I mean this is decades in the making and it's a really big deal because it's um, a great example of industry regulating itself the community of Juno has been talking about a five-ship limit, like I said, for decades, and the industry um, has been listening, and they've come to the table, and they are, they are respecting the balance that we're trying to achieve between our economy and our quality of life here, and a five-ship limit um, in the port of Juneau is a huge win for all of us.
0: Okay. And I remember talking with Travel Juno as well as Tourism Best Management Practices about that last week a bit, because I was also trying to figure out why exactly it was a five-ship limit. I'm like, why is it less than that? Why is it not more than that? Like, kind of trying to figure out that number.
1: Well, so um, we have five docks or we have four docks, actually, and we have room for one ship um, in the channel, or sometimes ships will switch out. So we have not We have space comfortably for five ships a day, so that's kind of where that discussion has evolved from. Also, our economy is kind of based on five ships, and so it's like, okay, let's achieve a nice balance without going over the tipping point. Um, the five ships have kind of been that balance that we've been discussing, the visitor industry t- task force, met for, oh, geez, almost two years trying to achieve that number, get to that number. And then the city and borough of Juneau conducted a survey among locals last fall, and overwhelmingly the results um, came back at five ships. So it's data-driven and it's community discussion-driven. And I think it's really important to look at that data because oftentimes we have a very um, Vocal minority in this community and those of us in the industry and and in the business community We're busy. We don't quite always have time to be as vocal And that's why the data can be really important to see what the community's really got to say Okay, and
0: then you'll have to forgive my uh, my two uh, shipper-led puns here. So we have enough for four important one on deck
1: Absolutely Or four import at a time one can boogie out and go take a look at a glacier and another can pop in in its place
0: Okay Interesting.
1: So it's five ships per day total.
0: Right. I under—I had gathered that part. I was just kind of sorting out that. Why was that number specifically? Because I could see people be like, oh, it should be lower. Oh, it should be higher. And it's like, okay, well, I get that. But why is it that number? So thank you for clarifying it, that a bit more. And now I also understand that there are some other big things we can talk about in town. One of those is looking at the city budgets. What can you talk to me about that, from at least from the, the Chamber of Commerce perspective?
1: Oof, well, this is a very exciting time of year on the city budget front because the assembly is working diligently right now through their budget workbooks um, before they finalize the budget for the fiscal year of 2024 and so of course it's one of the chamber's top priorities to advocate during this process and keep an eye out for a sustainable economy um, in the long run as the assembly is deciding on our budget. The, the biggest priority for the chamber this year um, I would say is keeping our property taxes from rising. We all know that uh, property assessments went up that wasn't a surprise but just because our property assessments are going up, that doesn't have to be a windfall for the city. We've got a lot of money in our budget reserves, and I think it's really important that we take a step back in the budget process. We can adjust the mill rate accordingly so that our our property Values can go up, but our property taxes absolutely do not have to increase at the same rate. One of um, back to the cruise tourism tie-in, the city manager, when he released the budget workbooks, um, said we've got a great windfall because uh, the cruise tourism produced more tax revenue than we expected last year. That's uh, part of the reason our our uh, reserve funds keep going up so much is we've had this structural deficit that. Uh, the finance manager and the city manager are discussing, usually as part of the the budget cycle, but it doesn't materialize because our economy is doing so well that our our tax revenues are always exceeding their projections, um, and because of that, the citizens of Juno should not be carrying a heavier tax burden. We've got plenty of revenue to sustain the budget.
0: Okay. And I remember having those conversations about the mill rate, both with Rory Watt with Wade Bryson, with Mayor Beth Weldon. So I've talked a lot about that property rate increase or property assessment increase for sure.
1: Yeah. And so it's, you know, the way that our budget works right now is um, the assessments come in, the property tax money revenue comes in and then. The assembly decides what to do with all of that revenue as they're, as they're working through the budget. And what the chamber is advocating for is that we reverse that process. Let's decide what we need for the budget. Then we can set the mill rate accordingly instead of bringing in extra revenues um, on the backs of our citizens and then deciding how to spend that money later. It's just a little bit backwards, and it's not something beyond our control. It should be something we can work on reversing. Uh, Spread out that burden a little bit more.
0: Okay. Now, another topic I wanted to hit with you, which we may not be able to fully cover in this first half of the show, is is childcare. What's that looking like?
1: Oof. Anybody who's (laughs) in... The workforce at all children or not understands that child care is a huge puzzle right now nationwide we're not alone in that it's one of the chamber's top priorities um, we've got a brand new member on our government affairs committee blue Schreibler from Aeyc, is coming on to help consult us on how we can be engaged in child care in our community and how we can advocate and be helpful um the state chamber is taking huge strides um, to advocate and to help solve this problem from a statewide um, viewpoint. And so we're working closely with them to see how local chambers can be effective at the same time. Right now, we don't have a lot of answers, but everybody's diving in big time to try to, to find some solutions because um, at the end of the day, childcare is hugely impacting, impacting our economy because of the workforce issues it's causing
0: no and i and i remember hearing about it when i was working down in petersburg you know a couple of months ago it's not like this has been a recent problem it's been going on for quite some time now
2: and it's not just a alaska problem like laura said even the u.s chamber of commerce is starting to get really involved in this conversation because it's across the country we need to be able to go to work and to do that our kids have to have care we can't leave them home alone it's not safe
1: so um the state chamber conducted a survey last year and the the amount of revenue we've lost the amount of earnings to our economy just because of childcare alone since the pandemic is in the billions with a b number so it is severely restricting our economy because we aren't able to get our workforce back in the way we need it to bounce back
0: right and so i mean i know i've been hearing you know proposals to try and get you know more effort and more funding into there to try and solve that problem it's definitely there's going to have to be a lot of work that goes into it to fix
1: that. Absolutely. It's not a one solution issue. There's definitely a lot of layers. Um, and unfortunately, Alaska, we're, we're behind the curve to begin with in this front, but it's not just subsidizing. It's not going to be just workforce. It's not just training. It's a very sticky wicket. It's got lots of spokes that so we're going to have to attack it from all, all sides of the wheel. But, you know, and you, if you look, forward for younger generations as this community grows and wants to be sustainable. We've got to solve the child care piece of the puzzle in order to keep our younger generations thriving here.
0: Gotcha. Well, we are going to be taking our break when we come back. I'm going to try and maybe talk to you a little bit more about child care, then move on to housing, and then we'll hit some fun topics. There's always some fun in there. You're listening to Action Line on KINY. And there we go. Now, before we went into the break, we were finished we were talking about child care, but I want to kinda of move away from that and then touch maybe just a little bit about housing.
1: Okay, so For once, I want to talk about some positive things that are going on in the housing industry in Juneau. Um, The Chamber of Commerce has a housing and development committee. It's really active, and we're pretty proud of the work that we've been doing on that committee. Right now, we're working with um, some representatives from the city and borough of Juneau to see how we can efficiently cut some red tape that's it feels like low-hanging fruit, but could have some big wins for the building community. Just working on um, Title 49 and maybe some of the easy things we could maneuver to make developing in Juneau just a little bit easier. Also, um, we we did a quick count at our last Housing and Development Committee meeting just to see how many units are coming on the market already in the next year or so. And we got up to almost 400, or was it was beyond 400, Maggie? Yep. Over 400 new housing units that are already in the works that are going to be available soon. And that's a huge win. I think JEDC's latest um, housing survey that they completed said we needed about 1,500 units. And so 400 units takes a big whack at that number. I think that's something we should all be really excited about.
0: Hmm, I think I'll have to keep that in mind for when I can get my own house and not be in my apartment, although I do like my apartment. I should preface that.
1: (laughs) Well, the night, you know, the interesting thing about housing that I think we tend to forget is housing is housing. So regardless of what kind of unit is coming on the market, it's going to free up other units at every single price point. So any units coming available in the city and borough of Juneau is a win. And no matter the price point that they're at, they'll be helpful for all of us.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, I want to move into some fun stuff. So first of all, I know there's a raffle coming up. So what can you guys tell me about that?
2: Ooh, So it's our biggest raffle that we've ever done at the Chamber of Commerce. So I'm really excited about it. We're calling it the Truck and Travel Raffle. Um, so there's going to be three great prizes. The third prize are two tickets anywhere Alaska Airlines flies. Second prize is... A seven-day cruise from Royal Caribbean, and the grand prize is a Toyota Tacoma, 2023 Toyota Tacoma TRD off-road, and I got a really cool blackout package on it and Predator Steps. And it's in Lunar Rock, which is the most popular color Toyota has right now. So it's going to be really cool. I'm like many people who have ordered cars recently, and I'm eagerly awaiting its arrival here in Juneau. Um, But we are excited to kick off ticket sales at our event this weekend. So um, keep your eye out on JunoChamber.com. Tickets are going to be $50 a piece, and it enters you in for the raffle. We're going to pull sometime in September.
0: Okay you reminded me i need to go get a car and now but that one would take too long i'll still try
1: (laughs) though i can still try maybe you just need to get some raffle tickets yeah you could be lucky you could be and that's
2: the thing like someone's gonna win a truck like how cool is that i've pulled a lot of raffle tickets since i've been at the chamber and like i think the most we've ever done was a ten thousand dollar one so to give away a forty plus thousand dollar truck is a pretty crazy raffle and i'm very excited
1: i'm always excited for a chamber raffle because i love selling the tickets by the way if anybody out there is going to need tickets you can get them from me but also i'm really excited to buy tickets for this one i'm glad board members are allowed to participate because i could really use that truck
2: yeah so anyone in the state of alaska can buy tickets you don't have to be in juneau um but we're going to be selling them at local events. Um, you'll be able to buy them from board members like Laura, who is, in fact, our top salesperson. Or you can buy them from JunoChamber.com once they go live. So they're not live yet. Keep your eye out. In the next week, they will be up there.
0: Okay. I will have to I will have to keep that in mind. This is, when the, this is when the grand scheme comes into play.
2: You know, it's a $50 raffle ticket, and we don't get a lot of... Big prizes on fifty dollars raffle tickets in Juno. I like. I kept back and forth on it, but fifty dollars. I want everyone to be able to try to buy a ticket and win this truck.
1: Yeah, usually you have to be in for a hundred dollars to get into a raffle like that. Truck it means that I can cruise. get more tickets. Exactly.
0: This means you're you're, you're pushing me out my college grad budget in here. <laughs> I'll try. I'll find a way. Now, speaking of the event this weekend, maybe just do a quick reminder on that one.
2: Oh, man. You mean our completely sold-out event this weekend? You
0: could still plug it. Yeah.
2: So, it's Spirits of Alaska. It is this weekend at the top of the tram on the 29th. It's from 530 to 830 if you have tickets. And if you don't have tickets, I'm sorry. Um, We'll be doing it again probably next year. So, um, we have seven distilleries coming from across the state. The farthest one is coming from Fairbanks, Fairbanks. Port Chilcoot's coming from Haines. Uncharted's coming from Ketchikan. Amalga will be here from Juneau. And so will Alaskan Distilling. So... Southeast is really well represented and I wanted to say thank you to RNDC and Specialty Imports because they are why we're able to do such a generous tasting so that will be cool we have food coming in from the Breezin and then I went kind of crazy on desserts and ordered from Copa and Allie's Bakery and the Fudge Co so um, the Italian and me will feed you all so come hungry and thirsty <laughs>
0: I see now, and see, now I feel taunted for not having got a ticket in time.
2: Oh, and I forgot to plug that Lisa Denny is actually going to be at the top of the tram with her acoustic music styling. So it's going to be also live music up there.
1: I'm excited to get up there. I haven't been up there yet this year.
2: I've gotten to go up a few times because of event planning, and I feel like a celebrity every time I go up the tram all by myself. <laughs>
0: now, see, I've never actually been up the tram Gasp. I know. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shocking you both, I know. I was going to try and go up there this weekend since my father is coming into town, so I was going to try and get up there. I don't think I'll be able to go there Saturday now, but...
2: Yeah, so the tram is actually not open on Saturday. It is only open for our event from
1: 5.30 to 8.30, so... But it will be running Friday evening. You could take your father up there for dinner. Yeah.
0: He will be here Friday evening. I'll have to keep that in mind. They've
1: got great food up there. And a bar.
0: Well, I have a, I have a, a different <laughs> I have a different bar plan for him prepared. <laughs> I, I assure you. But okay, and then is there any other you know big fun events coming up that you got?
2: Yes. Um, so I am on the board for Gold Rush Days. So let me plug them for a minute. It's been going on for 30 years was last year was 30 year anniversary of gold rush days it's going to be june 17th and 18th and they're still looking for vendors and sponsors and if you're like hmm is it worth my time um people attend gold rush days so if you're a small business it's probably worth your time to consider sponsoring or maybe having a little booth out there um if you're more interested in that you can always call me at the at the chamber and i can answer more of your questions but that's june 17th and 18th Um, And then our golf tournament is on July 29th this year. It's a little early to start talking about it, but um, it's a big event. Our spots sell out every year for the golf tournament as well. And, luckily for the last three years we've had a sunny day so i'm just gonna say that july 29th is going to be an excellent day this year i'm putting that in the universe okay now
0: you have to tell me where the golf tournament happens at
2: <sighs> so have you ever been to the golf course here in juno
0: i've not because personally i'm not a huge fan of golf but my father is a huge fan of golf. Well,
2: so take your dad out to the driving range it's out on on the end of industrial boulevard okay right? yeah it's at the end of industrial you take a right Um, There's a gate like if it's open. It means the golf course is open if it's closed. It's not but they have a driving range and um, It's a nine hole golf course No, golf carts because it would you know, it's wet. So um, and there's little bridges But it's so much fun and we have like the most non-traditional golf tournament ever because it's Juno and it's not your typical golf course and we make a tenth hole and we put ridiculous targets out like a toilet and kiddie pools and there's prizes to be won so even if people don't come out and play the nine hole golf tournament they can come and buy a bucket of balls for ten dollars and win awesome prizes
1: and it's so hilarious in true juno fashion sometimes we have to stop the tournament because there's a bear on the course or a deer our golf our golf course is hilarious because you can't really play at high tide it floods a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing has this beautiful backdrop of the Mendenhall Glacier. It's like, in what world can you play golf while you're staring at a glacier with a bear walking across the middle of the, what do we call it? It's not a field. The green? The green. The green. There I we go. I not like
0: golf, but I do know it's the green.
1: There you go. Great thing to do with your dad because it's also like an excursion at the same time. Yeah, and you can
2: rent um, clubs and balls right at the little clubhouse. Then you can
1: grab fish and chips from the sandbar on your way out. I'm just getting more things. I'm getting more things I can plug
0: to my family to be like, (laughs) "Hey, come come see me! Don't just stay in Anchorage and like forget I'm around."
2: (laughs) No, southeast is where it's at. All
0: right. Well, we still got a little bit of time. Do you guys have any closing comments?
2: You know, just um, I wanted to remind people who we are at the Chamber of Commerce. We are an organization that's made up of 275 businesses. Um, those businesses can be small nonprofits all the way up to cruise ships, small retailers, restaurants, you name it. We probably represent your business somehow. So if you're not part of the Chamber of Commerce and you're a business in Juneau and are interested in learning more, I would love to take you up for a cup of coffee. Just give me a call at the Chamber. My name Maggie and I'm the executive director.
1: And as a small business owner in this community, I I really, really have felt, especially in the last few years, the advocacy that the chamber does impacts my business in such a huge way, even when I'm not even paying attention. And especially during the pandemic, this little chamber of commerce was tiny but mighty in terms of getting our small businesses to navigate and weather that massive storm. And now here we are getting to do the fun stuff, the bounce back. Um, So if you've got a small business, this Chamber of Commerce is doing huge things for all of you. So stay tuned. It's going to get even more exciting.
0: All righty. Well, Lori, Maggie, it was fun talking with you both. You've given me lots to think about, even for stuff to do with my family. So I'd like to thank you both for coming on. You have been listening to Action Line on KINY.